0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Police have provided an update about last week's murder-suicide in Van Buren County. After getting two separate 911 calls informing them a murder-suicide was about to take place at an address in Decatur Township, officers arrived to find 49-year-old Wayne Westfall and 34-year-old Tara Phillips dead of apparent gunshot wounds. Investigations showed that Westfall and Phillips had previously been in a relationship but may have still lived together. The court records revealed a no-contact order on file between them with Phillips as a protected party. A gun was later found underneath Westfall. State police say that Westfall was one of the callers who reported the incident. Additionally, detectives confirmed there was a history of domestic violence between the couple. Leaders in Lansing have not yet determined if they'll work to avoid an automatic reduction in the state's income tax. A 2015 law signed by former Governor Rick Snyder would see the tax rate drop from 4.25% to 4.05% if the state has a big enough surplus. However, Governor Gretchen Whitmer and top Democrats may shift some of the surplus from the general fund to a different account to avoid the automatic trigger. We are now able to start closing the books. We'll have a better idea of some of the implications of um, the revenues that we've had come into the state. I will remain focused on trying to ensure that Michigan competes and wins for every opportunity. Wimmer's been pushing for more targeted tax relief for retirees and lower-wage workers, but Republicans in Lansing say everyone should benefit. The Michigan Department of Insurance and Financial Services has announced a record number of Michiganders signed up for health insurance on the health insurance marketplace during the recent open enrollment period. It just closed last month. More than 322,000 Michiganders enrolled to have health care throughout the 2023 via the Affordable Care Act's marketplace. Governor Whitmer says that she's, quote, grateful for the work done by our federal and state partners to help a record number of Michiganders save money and enroll in a comprehensive health plan. She also notes there's more work to do. Open enrollment for 2023 health insurance ran from November 1st through January 15th. In that time, 322,273 Michiganders signed up for a new health plan on healthcare.gov. That's a nearly 7% increase over enrollment numbers for 2022 and a nearly 21% increase over 2021. Governor Whitmer this week is calling on Michiganders to check the state's unclaimed property website, as today is National Unclaimed Property Day. The Michigan Department of Treasury's Terry Stanton tells us the state has millions of dollars in lost or forgotten assets that include dormant bank accounts, uncashed checks, valuables left in safe deposit boxes and stock certificates, it wants people to check if there's something they're owed. We take opportunities like this to educate businesses, local governments, universities, nonprofits, any company, any entity that may have employees or clients or vendors. There's often some unclaimed property with those, with what we call holders. Stanton says those who have moved around a lot will often find there's something they're owed from a previous employer, for example. Such unclaimed properties are turned over to the state once they were determined to be abandoned, as required by law. Stanton says you can go to the unclaimed property website and search for your name or cities where you've lived. From there, you can file a claim to receive what you're owed. Returning to the Bluff Stairs in downtown St. Joseph this summer will be a temporary mural. St. Joseph City Commissioners this week approved the installation. St. Joe Today's Amy Zabel tells us this will be the fourth year for a stair mural. They've been a popular addition since the summer Public art installations went away. People loved the changing of that every year, the reinvention of it. It's a great thing that drives interest in St. Joseph as well as Southwest Michigan. So the mural became something that would do the same thing. Sable says she originally pitched a permanent stair mural to the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, but they instead opted for a model with temporary murals that would change each year. Every year that I go back to them and ask for a renewal of permission, I thank them for the ability to put something different on there every year. So I really credit the Parks Board with their creativity and their ability to figure out the solution. St. Joe today will pay for this year's mural with help from the Shallon Foundation at an expected cost of about $15,000. Zabel says the design for this year's mural has yet to be determined, and she looks forward to hearing ideas from artist Nate Baranowski, who also did last year's. It's hoped the mural will be finished in time for Memorial Day. Corwell Health South has released its annual cancer care report. Dr. Ben Gelda is a radiation oncologist at Corwell. He tells us the trends seen in the latest report don't indicate any particular form of cancer is prevalent in southwest Michigan. Our numbers, for the most part, fall in line with what is seen nationally. And by that, I mean that our most common top four cancer types here are breast cancer, lung cancer, prostate cancer, and colorectal cancer. Gelda says if you do see higher rates of cancer, like lung cancer in areas where the smoking rate is higher, he says that points to the importance of prevention, All those forms of cancer are treated at Corwell Health in St. Joe. He says if you want to avoid having to see a radiation oncologist, have an active lifestyle, avoid many processed foods, don't smoke, and get screened frequently. He says a lot of deaths could be avoided if people would be screened for lung and colon cancer more often. Last year, Michigan voters approved Proposal 2, which added election provisions to the state constitution. Now, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson is in front of the Committee of Elections to give a presentation regarding the implementation of Proposal 2. That includes asking for more money. All these partnerships that we build, all the education that we need to provide to clerks, our work is eased when we're fully funded. And right now we have staff at our Bureau of Elections who are working three, four, five jobs at once because they are charged with both evaluating signature petitions and educating clerks and ensuring our campaign finance system works. State Representative Ann Bolin says election funding has been a priority for House Republicans for years, adding the Secretary of State has $17 million in special funding to help implement some of the security measures. And Market Van Buren is seeking nominees for the Best New Businesses in Van Buren and Cass Counties this year. Throughout February, the organization will be accepting nominations of businesses that have been operational for less than two years and produce a product or provide a service to residents. One business from each county will earn an award. Market Van Buren says a strong candidate will show excellence in strategic planning, employee development, community involvement, and customer service. Self-nominations are also encouraged. The number of unique nominations will play a factor in deciding the winners. Nominations will be accepted through midnight on March 1st. You can find all the rules at the Market Van Buren website. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Tyree Nichols's family and friends gathered today for a funeral that blended a celebration of his life with outrage over the brutal beating that he endured at the hands of Memphis police and heated calls for police reform. The Reverend Al Sharpton and Vice President Kamala Harris both delivered impassioned speeches today, calling on Congress to pass the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, a broad package of police reforms that includes a national registry for police officers disciplined for misconduct, a ban on no-knock warrants, and other measures. Here's Vice President Harris. This is a family that lost their son and their brother through an act of violence at the hands and the feet of people who had been charged with keeping them safe. In the three weeks since his death, five officers have been fired and charged with murder, and their specialized unit has been disbanded. At a U.S. House hearing today, a Justice Department official said fake Social Security numbers may have been used to steal around $5 billion in pandemic aid. And Flaherty has more from Washington. In the rush to help small businesses survive the pandemic, the U.S. government approved billions of dollars in loans and grants. But according to Michael Horowitz, a top government watchdog, as much as $5 billion of that money went to applicants who used Social Security numbers that couldn't be verified. Agencies must strike a better balance, both in times of crises and in routine uh, program administration, between the speed with which they issue benefits and the need to assess applicant eligibility before payments are sent out. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. The FBI has searched President Joe Biden's beach home in Delaware as part of its investigation into the potential mishandling of classified documents. Biden's attorney says agents did not find any classified documents during the search today, but did take some handwritten notes and other materials relating to Biden's time as vice president for review. The search today followed a top-to-bottom review of Biden's uh, Wilmington, Delaware home on January 20th when agents located documents with classified markings and also took possession of some of his handwritten notes. The president has been voluntarily allowing the Justice Department into his homes as a separate investigation of former President Donald Trump's holding of classified materials continues. Following at least four mass shootings in a week and a half in California, state leaders there are proposing new gun laws. ABC's Alex Stone is more from L.A. Democrats here in California say the recent mass shootings show more laws are needed to crack down on guns. Republicans say the mass shootings show gun laws don't work. Two very different views. Now, Democrats who lead the state are introducing a bill that would require those who want to carry concealed weapons in public to be 21 or older and to have 16 hours of training. The bill sponsors state Senator Anthony Portantino. We're not- taking someone's second amendment away, we're ensuring that the second amendment is properly applicable the bill would also prohibit carrying concealed weapons in places like schools courts hospitals airports and bars alex stone abc news los angeles ukrainian officials say russia is mustering its military might in the country's luhansk region keep suspects the movements are preparation for an offensive in the eastern province as the anniversary of moscow's invasion approaches The province's governor said the Kremlin's forces were expelling residents near Russian-held parts of the front line so they can't provide information about troop deployments. Also today, President Vladimir Zelensky's government continued its crackdown on alleged corruption. A prominent lawmaker says the government dismissed several officials. Zelensky was elected in 2019 on an anti-corruption platform in a country long gripped by graft. The latest allegations come as Western allies are channeling billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine. There's been yet another rate hike by the Federal Reserve, despite some in price inflation cooling. ABC's Andy Field has details from Washington. Fed Chair Jerome Powell saying the economy has good and bad news. The good? Supply chains have been fixed. Demand is shifting back to services, and uh, uh, shortages are, have been abated. The bad is everything else costing more, which is why the Federal Reserve raised interest rates another quarter percent, hoping that slams the brakes on other price inflation and predicting more rate hikes to come. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. There's been a sharp increase in the number of hate-filled business reviews spotted by Yelp's content moderators. The San Francisco-based company says it proactively removed more than 2,000 such posts last year, up from less than 250 the year before. While some of the content targeted black, Latino, and LGBTQ people, Asian-American business owners experienced the worst increase, reflecting the lingering stigma of the COVID pandemic. The increases are a function of Yelp's improved efforts to remove racist content and show how even a site known for reviews of restaurants and repairmen can become ensnared in America's ongoing battle over online civility. And Amazon was hit today with more citations over conditions at its warehouses. ABC's Aaron Katursky has more. The Labor Department cited three more Amazon warehouses in Aurora, Colorado, Nampa, Idaho, and Castleton, New York, for failing to keep workers safe. Inspections of those warehouses were triggered by complaints to federal prosecutors in New York. The citation said Amazon exposed workers to ergonomic hazards by making them frequently lift heavy packages requiring the workers to awkwardly twist, bend, and extend themselves. OSHA said Amazon should pay nearly $50,000 in penalties. Amazon has said it has reduced injury rates and disagrees with the citations. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.